If you're here for your first time, lift up your hand. I want to just acknowledge you this morning. If you're here for your first time tonight, amen. God bless you. Come on, God bless you. Amen. Let's give them a good, warm welcome. We welcome you out to living word. Enjoy yourself and let God minister to your hearts. Amen. If you have your Bible, go to Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. I want to minister on uh, tonight on uh, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. Exodus 14, 13 says these words. It says, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Verse 14, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Father, we thank you for your presence that's in this house. Lord, I pray that you call us to understand your word and to see, Father God, what you're trying to speak to us tonight, God. Lord, just move within our lives, Father God. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. I, I want you to grab a hold of this tonight to see what's going on here in the book of Exodus. First of all, see, the book of Exodus means to exit. That means the book of exiting or the book to, to, to depart from. And so in this book, there's many things uh, that people have came out of. And here the people of Israel uh, uh, came out of captivity. But you have to understand here that Moses said to the people these words. He says, do not be afraid. Now you have to understand the people to understand that phrase. You got to know that these people, amen, were people who were born in slavery. They were born in slavery. They were born in captivity. They grew up in slavery. They grew up, listen carefully, they grew up being tortured. They grew up being starved and beaten. They grew up only to be treated like dogs. So they grew up with that type of mentality, thinking they were nothing and less than nothing. And that they were nobody. And then when they would get hurt, they would just be thrown into the mixture, thrown into whatever they was doing. And it was like nothing. They were like nothing. Now, you got to understand, Moses is telling them, don't be afraid. When their whole life, they lived in fear. When their whole life had lived in turmoil. Their whole life had lived in, in all this uh, feeling uh, insecure about themselves. Now, I want you to know is when we come to God and we come to Christ and God saves us and changes our lives, we have all these same hangups. We come in a world where we've been neglected. We come from a world that we've been talked down at. People have put words in us and put all these things in us, put on security in us. And then we get saved and they tell us, trust the Lord. We get saved and we give our life to God and say, it's going to be okay. What do you mean? And so we don't say it, we might portray a type of pride or a type of arrogance or, or a type of, a, let me say like this, a facade, saying everything's okay, it's not too bad. And you put this on, but inside you are terrified. Inside you don't know what to do. Inside there's all these things questioning this and questioning that. And you have all these weird questions. Matter of fact, they're not even questions. There's a difference between questions and questioning. Do you know that? See, your kid does not ask you questions, they question you. When you ask them to take out the trash, they, they don't say, they, 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 tell, they say, why? See, the difference between a question and a question is like this. When you tell your kid to take out the trash, you say, okay, uh, where do you want me to put it at? 
That's the question. When they tell you, well, why do I have to do it? Then that's questioning. So sometimes we don't know the difference between a question and questioning. So sometimes we think we're asking a question, but in reality, we're questioning God's power. Oh, God's authority. We're going to get into some of that today. But I need you to understand the point of view of these Israelites. They were people that grew up unsecure, slavery, beaten down mentally, spiritually, and physically. Damaged. When I got saved, I was damaged goods. I was, I was 18 years old. I came to the Lord. I was damaged in my mind, damaged in my heart, damaged in my physically, damaged spiritually. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know nothing. I was told you're going to be a fool. You're going to be a drug addict the rest of your life. You'll never become nothing. You'll never be nothing. You'll always be this. And I, and I believed those words. So when I got saved and somebody was telling me, don't be afraid. Huh? I wanted not to be afraid. I wanted to trust. I wanted to rely on. I wanted to lean on it. But I, it, it's like almost like every time I leaned on something, they moved out of the way when I jumped to trust them. And so now it's time for me to trust again and jump on the lap of God or into his arms. I was afraid. I was like, uh, I don't know. Because last time I tried this, I got hurt. Everybody with me so far? So Moses says to the people, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Hmm. Do not be afraid. It's like telling a fish, don't swim. When all he knows is the water that he's swimming in. Uh, there's a Spanish saying that says, uh, Tanto tiempo en la marea no conoce el camarón. And the words that say like this in English, so much, you live so much in the sea, you act like you don't know the shrimp. You don't know what a shrimp looks like. Here's these Israelites who lived in this bondage, who lived in this turmoil, who lived in this hurt. That's all they knew. And a deliverer, a man of faith, a man of God tells them, don't be afraid. Now I need you to look at the man that's telling them this. He was a Hebrew just like them. But he didn't grow up with that type of mentality. <laughs> you don't hear me though. You don't, you don't want to hear this. He didn't grow up with that same background. He didn't grow up with that same mindset. He didn't grow up. Listen carefully, I'm going to tell you. He didn't grow up in that place of knowing that he was less than nothing. He was a royal man. He grew up in the house of Pharaoh had everything, was valued, treated well, had a, 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 a good upbringing, a good background, a good uh, historical understanding of, of, of certain things, of religion and all this stuff. He was well off, who said and made a choice to say, I want to no longer be known as Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to say, I want to change my life and I'm going to get out of this bondage. I'm going to get out of this place where I'm at and he leaves and he takes off because he killed somebody and, and they look at him and he tells hey what do you guys do stop fighting and they says ain't you that guy who just killed somebody ain't you that guy who killed somebody now you got to understand he was in royalty he could have said yeah I did and so what but no the bible says that he took off and got afraid and took off and ran to the desert and hid in the desert and in that place God began to build a deliverer God began to build this man, built this man. And here are the people. Now look at the people. Here's the people that are in captivity. Israel's in captivity. They're in slavery. And they're crying out for a deliverer. See, he's seen, Moses seen the turmoil that they've been in but never experienced it. 
So now he's out in the desert. Here is the people crying out for a deliverer. God sends them a deliverer. He comes back, amen. He comes back from the desert and he's coming back and God's telling them, I want you to go and speak to my people and tell them to let my people go. To let my people go that they don't have to live in fear. They don't have to live in depression. They don't have to live like this. They need to just trust my word and trust who I am. So I want you to go and tell them to let my people go. Go tell Pharaoh. Go tell the people that I'm with you and I'm not against you and I'm on your side. So he goes. Now listen closely. While he's going, he's performing miracles. He's doing miracles and the people are hearing about it and the people are seeing it. He drops his staff, it turns to a snake, he picks it up, he does all this crazy stuff. His hand turns to a leopard, then it gets healed. Uh, then all the, ten, uh, all, the, all the ten lepers, he comes down, all this stuff happens. Finally, the people are released, church. They're released out of their bondage. But even though they're getting released, it got harder for them. Because how many know when you're about to break free, things get harder? <laughs> you don't hear me though. When you're about to get your breakthrough, things seem to get harder and rougher. Seems to start feeling more impossible. And all, all these plagues are taking place, and all of a sudden, he, 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 all of a sudden, the last one, listen carefully. Don't allow something tragic to happen for God to get your attention. All of a sudden, uh, the last son, he says, The first son shall pass away. You know, he says, Let my people go. And he don't want to. Pharaoh don't want to. Because how I many know stubborn people are stubborn people? Everybody ever been stubborn here? Amen. The rest of you guys are lying. Praise God. You've been stubborn and you don't want to, you don't, you don't, you don't want to admit it. You don't want to let go. You don't, you don't want to. And because you don't want to, God will make you. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden this takes place, church. All of them pass away. His son passes away. And then he says, you know what? Get out of here, man. Take, take, get out of here, man. Get, get out. Come on. Get, get out of here. Get out of here. And he takes off with all the people and they take off with all the gold that's in that place. And they're leaving. So I need to show you some history for you can see what I'm saying. Here were people that were born into captivity. People that were treated like dogs. People that were beaten down. God said, I'm going to raise you up and make you a powerful nation. Those that were in slavery, I'm going to make you a powerful nation. I'm going to make you mighty and great. And then you're going to become my people. My God. Mm -mm. And he's taking them out and he's bringing them out. And he's taking them out. And he sent them Moses deliver to take, take them to deliver them. Now, this is what I want you to begin to get into, church. Don't forget what God has done for you. Don't forget the miracles that took place for you. Don't forget where he's brought you out of and how far he brought you. Come on, somebody. How far he brought you. Here were these people that were sitting, listen carefully, because right before two scriptures before this, the people started tripping because how many know you trip? When it feels impossible, when things don't make sense, all of a sudden we see right here, look at, I want you to look back before we get on 13, I want you to jump really quick to verse 10, chapter 14, right before he says, Stand, do not be afraid, he says verse 10, and when Pharaoh drew near the children of Israel, he lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then Moses, <laughs> then Moses said to, excuse me, they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, you have taken us away to die in the wilderness. Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that the, 
that you told the Egyptians, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. Wow. See, when you start going through some stuff, when you start going through some things, you start thinking it's better in the world than it is with God. You start going through some things and you start getting hit. So, well, it's better if I just never came to church. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Well, it's better if I would have never, and, and I never would have came to church. And, uh, I've never said that before. I, know, I, I have. I know I have. Uh, no, it's better if I, I would have never. And, and, and listen to what we're saying. Listen to what these people are saying. It was better off being a slave and treated like a dog. Wow. It was better off, amen, uh, 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 being beaten and being killed and, and being mistreated and, and, and my children being tortured in front of me, my wife, my wife and children being raped in front of me. It, that was, that's better. Imagine the words that we say when we go through something. Has anybody ever said anything crazy when going through something? You're like, man, I, and can you ever believe why you said that? Here are these people, and they're saying those things. They're saying, you brought us out here, Moses, to die. You brought us out here because there was no grace, enough enough holes, enough uh, uh, dirt to plant us out there in Egypt. Imagine that. They have forgotten how powerful God was. Because when you start going through things, church, sometimes you forget how powerful God is. They said some crazy stuff. Some stuff that's out the wall. They said it's, that it was better for us to serve the Egyptians than us to die out here. Better us to serve the devil. Egypt is a type of world. Pharaoh is a type of Satan. It's better us to be serving the world. Better us to be serving the devil. So we need to understand that the deliverers tell them, don't be afraid when you get hit. Don't be afraid when it looks impossible. Don't be afraid when things don't make sense. Remember, you're not in the same place you were, amen, five years ago, a year ago, six months ago. You're not in that same place no more. Amen. You're not a slave no more. You're not, amen, uh, uh, strung out. You're not messed up. You're not going straight to hell no more. You are delivered. You are saved. You are sanctified. You're a changed individual. Go through what you got to go through. Don't let the devil lie to you. Moses is trying to wake the people up. Hey, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I knew you. I know you grew up being tortured. I knew you grew up in a bad neighborhood. I knew you grew up with some uh, hard stuff. I know you did, but don't be afraid. See, Moses, seeing what they've been through. See, God knows what we've been through, church. He sees the stuff that happened to us. He's telling us this morning, don't be afraid, man. Don't go backwards. Don't lie to yourself. And I believe if we're going to not be afraid. Number one, we're going to have to learn to trust God. We're going to have to learn to trust God. He says this, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still. 
He says, do not be afraid. So when he's telling them, do not be afraid, he's saying, let's deal with your doubt. Because fear has engrafted you. Fear has grabbed you. Fear has handicapped you. Fear has kept you from fully relying and trusting in me. Didn't you see me pull you out of Egypt? Didn't you, didn't you, didn't you see me do all those miracles? Didn't you see Pharaoh let you go? Amen. Didn't you see that? Don't you trust me by now? Don't you know who I was? You know who I was. You know I was, amen, a a son known to, to Pharaoh's daughter. You know where I was living at. You know what I was doing. And you see me here now with you. I think that we have to come to an understanding, church. God has done for us a lot. Some of you are not in the same place you were, let me even say, a month ago, six months ago. And Moses is saying this, trust God. Deal with your doubt. Amen. Trust God. And he goes on, he talks about a, 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 a pillar, amen, of fire and a, and a, a pillar of cloud, amen. And it's tremendous. That, that is crazy. That is, that, is, that is tremendous to show, amen, how powerful God is, guys. And so he's telling them, very carefully, do not be afraid. Listen, he says, stand still. Stop running back and forth. Stop saying, yes, I want it. No, I don't want it. Lord, I trust, but then you know, I, 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 you know, but you know, Lord. God says, no, I know you're not that same person no more. I know you've been delivered. I know you've been set free. Come on, Amen. He wants us to learn to stand still, church, in his presence and his power. Learn to stand still and to know how powerful he is and how mighty he is because he, he's a God who keeps his word and keeps his promises. But we're telling people that don't know how to stand still. Sometimes we're like the, 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 the uh, uh, microwave generation, want everything right away, right away. We're like, we're like instant coffee. Instant burritos, instant pizza. Hello, somebody. We want everything instant right away. And God says, no, it's going to take time. But stand still in my trust. Stand still in my presence. Stand still and know who I am. Amen. Stand still. The hardest thing for all of us to do is to wait. I'll pick you up in 10 minutes. You'll call every minute. Hey, how far are you? Have you got in your car yet? Are you on the freeway yet? Where are you at? Where are you at? They're very impatient. But he's telling us, some say stand still. He's saying stand still. Now when you look at stand still, you're thinking of a, you're thinking of a, of, of a body not moving like this. Not literally you physically, but you spiritually. Learning where to stand is very important. Knowing to where to stand. See, when a football player is with his, with his red receiver, he's telling, I want you to take 10 steps out and five to the right. He's going to stand and be right there and position himself and wait right there so we can make a touchdown. And he runs and he goes. Instead of going right, he goes left and he takes up and he throws up on the balls over there and, and, and the receiver's out that side. Yeah, he's standing, but he's standing in the wrong place. 
And some of sometimes we're standing in the wrong place. Well, I, I, I'm standing still, but you're standing still in the wrong place. The bus is going to pick you up, amen, on 11th Street, not on 13th Street. What are you doing standing on 13th Street? Well, well, they told me to stand, so I'm standing. No, they were told to stand on 11th Street. Sometimes we position ourselves in the wrong place, in the wrong thing. Sometimes even at the wrong time. Church, he says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid and stand still. Patience, we learned, produces endurance. We talked about that. Endurance produces what? Character. Character produces what? Hope. Amen. And so here, patience is helping you to understand to stand still. Endure what you're going through. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to beat you. It's not going to drown you. It's going to build you. But you have to learn to stand still when you live in a world that's so impatient. Come on, somebody. So impatient. So much. And we live in a world, church, that has so much stuff going on. You're watching TV. You're on your phone. You're texting. You're playing a game. All this stuff is going on. You don't hear me, though. We're always doing so many things, and it's hard for us to stand still. If we're going to not be afraid, we have to learn to know where we're standing. I'm going to stand on the rock. Come on, somebody. I'm gonna, if I'm going to stand, I'm going to stand on Jesus. I'm going to stand on his promises. I'm going to stand on him. I'm going to stand. I'm going to say, I'm going to stand. When I stand, I'm no longer going to be afraid. I'm no longer going to allow myself to be manipulated. I'm no longer going to allow myself to lie to me and tell me it's better over there. It's better in the house of God. It's better right now through the pain that I'm going through. It's better right now what's happening in my life because I, I know what happened to me back then. I don't need that no more. I, I, I don't need that. I don't need to be amen to feel like nothing. Come on, somebody. He goes on and he says these words. He goes, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. Now, the word salvation simply means deliverance. That we, we serve a God that delivers. He will deliver you out of your situation when you trust him. Don't be afraid. He's going to deliver you. It reminds me of this joke that happened. There was a, there was a guy, and, and he was there, and there was a big old flood, and he got the hold of a tree. He said, Lord, send me someone to deliver me out of this flood. So here comes a boat. A boat coming up to a little boat to pick him up. He says, come on, get in the boat. He goes, no, I'm waiting for God to deliver me. So the guy takes off, and he got, and he got, and he got, he got more and more and more and more. It got deeper, and he's, now he's higher on top of that tree. And all of a sudden, amen, here comes in now a big old, huge old boat coming. He says, he says, he says get in the boat. Here, here to deliver. He says, no, I'm waiting for God to deliver me. All of a sudden, it gets, they take off and it gets, more, it gets more radical, more crazy. Now he's at the tip of the tree. A helicopter comes. He says, hey, hey I'm here to deliver you, get you out of this mess. Here to save you. He's like, no, I'm waiting for God to do it. So then they take off and he dies and, he, and, he, and he's standing before God. Right? He says, God. He says, I waited for you to deliver me, to get me out of this. You didn't do nothing. God said, what are you talking about? I sent you a boat, a bigger boat, and a helicopter, and you still didn't get it. 
Sometimes God is sending us, amen, uh, 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 things to help us out of our mess, but we don't get it. He'll close the door on us. Why, God, why did you close the door? You lying devil, open that door. And you'll kick the door down. God will remove that man from your life. And you're so caught up with that you can't even see it that you kick that door down and you're back to that guy who mistreated you, abused you, and burned you. That girl who, who just ran around, amen, did whatever she wanted. You're like, God, God, you know, God said, I, you don't hear me though. You don't want to hear it. All right. See, God will deliver us. Thank you. God will deliver us, church. For whatever we're going through. He's on your side. He's not against you. We have to learn not to be afraid. Be afraid of what he's sending your way. Be afraid of what he's laying before your feet. You can't be afraid when he tells you to stand still. I'm going to deliver you. Just wait. Because sometimes... What you see is not what you expect. You know, a lot of times we're asking God to give us love. And then God will put the one that you cannot stand right next to you. He's trying to build love in you, but his way, not your way. You thought he was going to put a little dog or a little puppy or someone really cute next to you. He's like, oh, you can love. No, no, no. He's about some people that you can't even stand next to you. And, and, and all of a sudden you manifest and, like, and you're supposed to love. You wanted love. You ask God, touch me, Lord, change me. God said, oh, God, I'm going to change you all right. I'm going to change some pampers right now. We're going to do this right now. Church, the people wanted to deliver. God sent them a deliver, but not the way they wanted it. He brought them out of their captivity. He brought them out there, Kathy, but he did not let them know they were not going to be faced with nothing and being delivered. They thought it was going to be pitches and cream. Nothing was going to ever happen. Nothing was going to go wrong. That's the lie sometimes when you're faced with adversity and you're going through stuff. You think that a miracle and a blessing is not going to cost you nothing. I'm here to tell you, it's going to cost you something. You're going to have to learn to trust. You're going to have to learn to say, God, okay, I'm going to stand still. I'm going to listen to you. God, if I got to go through what I'm going through, let it be so. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to stop running. I'm going to stand still and I want to believe your word. Here are these people, here are the Egyptians, excuse me, here is the Israelites, and they were sitting there saying, man, it's better if we just go back. God just delivered them, church. But the process was hard on them. Amen. The process was hard on them. Like all of us, the process is hard on all of us when we go through things. When God is cleaning us up, the process is hard. But it's worth it but it's worth it. Mm, mm, mm. So say it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth, amen, a waking up in your sober mind. Amen. Come on, somebody. It's worth, amen, having a marriage that's going to work. It's worth having children, amen, that are going to stop running away. It's worth, amen, come on, giving your life to God and seeing the fruit of it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Don't allow a little pain make you feel like God is not on your side. Amen. Look really closely, church, as we move on with this. He says these words. 
For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall not see again no more forever. He said, I'm going to take and wipe this uh, chapter of your life clean. Some of you, you're still living in an old chapter of your life. And God said, I've already dealt with that chapter. I've done ripped that chapter out of your life. Come on, I've done delivered you out of that chapter of your life. Why do you keep on reminiscing back on that chapter? Why do you keep on sipping back into that chapter that I ripped out of your life already? That I've delivered you from. You ain't that person no more. You ain't that girl no more. You ain't that guy no more. You ain't that woman no more. You have been delivered. You have been set free. I've Church, God keeps his word. God keeps his promises. He's telling us, church, that the enemy that you keep on thinking that's chasing you down is, is not really, he's done, done dealt with it already. Done dealt with it already. Look at really close. Let me close it. I want you to see this really quick. The Lord will fight for you. Now, those are three powerful words right there. Fight for you. Fight for you. We used to fight in our battles all the time. We used to fight in our battles all the time, and we fight them easily in the flesh. We, 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 fight, them, we fight them wrong, and, and, and so we, we, we get the fruit of it. We get the fruit of, of the flesh. He said, no, no. He goes, I don't need you to fight this in the flesh. I need you just to give this to me. I need you not to be afraid. Trust me. Stand still. This is where I'm going with this. I will deliver you because I'm going to fight for you. Ooh, come on, somebody. That, 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 that's, that, that, that's, that's a fight. That's going to, for sure, you know God's going to win. Whatever you feel that you think that you can't handle, let God fight for you. Some of you might have something coming up in your life that's very, very intense. Maybe it's a sickness. Let God fight for you. Maybe you're going through something financially. Let God fight for you. Maybe something taking place in your family. Let God fight for you. Let God fight for you. I'll never forget when I was younger and, and I got myself in, in, in this big old mess. I'll never forget it. And I said, man, I, uh, man, I need a bad, I need a backup. So I called my older brother, hallelujah. So I told my older brother, hey, bro, I need a backup, man. You back me up? He's like, yeah, I'll back you up. You know, how, you know how good I felt that I know my brother was going to back me up? Oh, man, you don't know. I, I felt like... I felt like I was the top of the world. I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I felt, you know, get all cocky. I had my brother. I was like 14 years old, man. I'm like, yeah, I'm, it's going to be on. I'm all talking all this madness. I'm all pumped up and everything. Like, yeah, he, so I showed up over there to the house. He's supposed to meet me there. I get there, and he wasn't there. <laughs> so I got jumped. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I know God will not let you down. I've been let down before, my brother let down by family but God will never let you down come on somebody God will not let you down there's so many battles that God has showed up for me so many battles that he took even with this when we lost our building I said God I can't do this this is is your fight when our building burned amen and everything happened and we we lost everything I said God I can't do this This is your fight I need you God I need you God I had to I had to deal with fear I had to deal with all these things, doubt and unbelief. I had to deal with insecurities. I had to deal with all this stuff. And I said, God, I, I, can't, I can't do this no more. I, I need you to fight for me. I need you to come to battle. And he said, okay, I got this, but you got to trust me. You got to trust that I'm going to handle it my way. 
So I didn't know all the things that we were going to have to go through for what he was fighting for and how he was fighting it. But I knew one thing. Every time something happened, I said, okay, God, you're in control. You're in control. So what happens? We end up getting this building. Come on, somebody. We end up getting the building, doing what he, all, everything he did. So much stuff happened. God turned so many things around that was so tremendous. He blessed us, blessed us, and blessed us. But it was, was it rough? Yes, it was rough. You guys know what it was rough. Some of you were challenged. Some of you had to go through some things. But the bottom line, church, don't forget what God has done for you. And don't forget what he's going to do for you. Come on, somebody. Don't forget what he's going to do for you. He says, the Lord your God will find for you, and he shall hold your peace. My God. Mm, mm, mm. Now look at this word right here when he says hold. He he shall hold your peace, my God. (sighs) You need to understand that it's the God that we serve brings a peace even when it seems like there's no peace even when it seems like there's a huge storm and things are flying all over God brings a peace when you're not afraid no more so when you're not afraid it can't hurt you no more see the enemy can't hurt you no more when you're not afraid when you're afraid you get frozen you get stuck you start thinking weird you start acting when you're afraid all this weirdness hits you but when you're not afraid no more he can't do nothing to you when you're not afraid no more, you can stand up to it. Stand up to the, to, the, to the attacks. You can stand up to the adversity. You can stand up to all the sicknesses. You can stand up to all the pain. You can stand up to all the tragedy. You can stand up to say, you know what? I'm not afraid no more. I'm, you're, you're, fear, you're not going to control me. You're not going to disable me no more. I, I refuse to be afraid. I re- Come on, somebody. I, I refuse to be afraid. Why? Because I remember who my God is. I remember who my God is. And all of a sudden, church, they begin to take off. Things begin to happen. Amen. They get in front of the Red Sea. Listen carefully. I need to be closing with this. He opens up the Red Sea for them. And he opens up the Red Sea. And here, Pharaoh, they're coming right behind him. Pharaoh's coming after them. They got this, his heart got hardened. Got hardened the heart of Pharaoh. And he's chasing them down. And, 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 and he destroys them. But before he destroys them, listen to what he does. He confuses them. And he takes off all their tires. Oh, their chariot, you know, the wheels. <laughs> he takes up all their wheels. And he confuses the enemy. See, God knows what he's doing in your life. See, confusion is not of God in your life. If you're confused and you don't know what you're doing, that's the devil messing with your mind. That's the devil messing with your mind. That's the devil messing with you. When confusion hits you, you don't know what to do no more. And you're like, should I go or should I stay? Hello, somebody. That's the enemy coming in and trying to manipulate you. But God is trying to tell you this. No, I bring confusion to the enemy, not to you. Come on, somebody. I don't, I don't slow you down. I speed you up. I bring peace and I bring strength. Let me get you past the Red Sea in your life. Let me help you close that chapter in your life. The chapter that you want to keep on reading, that chapter that you want to keep on living in, let me help you close that chapter in your life. Let me get you to be to that place where you're not afraid no more. You're not afraid no more. You're not afraid. Now, I'm not talking about the fear. Listen, Gary, I'm not talking about the fear like, oh, like a baby fear. I'm talking the fear of the enemy trying to come to you and paralyzing you and making you not trust and run to God. 
that fear that will make you run to the wrong thing. There's fears that will cause you to make you run to the wrong thing, paralyze you. Haven't you noticed when, when people get afraid in these movies, they get all freaked out, they run, they're falling all over the place. Uh, and like, dude, if it's me, if this fat boy, if I get someone's going to come after me with a knife, I'm running straight. I'm not going to run in a circle. I'm not going to run in a car. No, no, no I'm going to run. I'm going to keep on running. On. I ain't looking back. I'm just going to go look for the light. But it's funny, you see these movies, they're afraid and they, they start falling. But sometimes when you get afraid, you do some weird stuff. Have you been afraid and did some weird things here? Like, man, you done some weird things, you're afraid. You, you know, they can go far as like, we've done some dumb stuff afraid. Amen. But God say, no more fear. No more fear. Do not be afraid. I am on your side. I am your God. I'm here to take care of you. So, Stand firm, stand still. Some say still. Still, stand still. And let me do what I need to do in your life. I want you to stand with me tonight, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. The Bible says in verse Exodus 14, verse 31 says, Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his and reverent Moses and served more Moses, excuse me. And now what took place, he's telling, I don't want you to fear the enemy no more, but I need you to come to a place where there's a fear towards God. Now this fear is not a fear of, 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 of fear, but it's a fear of reverence. I need you to learn to respect God now. Respect who God is. Come to the place and respect who your God is and what God can do for you. Respect your Savior. Respect, amen, the one who delivered you, the one who set you free. Respect him. Give him full reverence to him. He's the one who delivered you. He's the one who took care of you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You're here tonight. You say, Pastor, there's some stuff that I've been going through in my life and there's some things that, I, uh, that are happening or some stuff that make I'm like, I'm stuck in a place where I still feel like Israel being captive. And all this stuff, growing up the way I'm growing up, the things that I've been through sometimes have not allowed me to be free, to live free, to be free of fear. I, I believe, but I have also doubt. I trust, but there's also doubt. I love God, but there's also this doubt in me. And I need it out of me. I need it. I, I, I don't want to be afraid no more. I don't want to, amen, be like that. I want to learn to trust God fully. And learn to stand in his word and understand on him. Learn to learn to allow him to, to be my deliverer. Learn to let him help me through my situations. I love myself fight for me and not get involved and just to let him be the Lord of my life so that peace will come into my heart so peace will come into my marriage peace will come into my life peace will come into my walk with God I need peace I need peace
got to fight, mate.